representing. It's an open letter to anybody that's you are witnessing. Proud of how smart I am. Watching the listeners are proud of how much of a blast it is. It's time to speak for the underdog Side with the individual you considered quiet Never resided under y'all Showcased in front of y'all Took the look on their faces as motivation To absorb all the wonderful hatred Everything we do is a statement Of how we are created unique Just face it, it's all art given For some of us it resembles the same symptoms as autism We all gifted to the rest of this world who don't live it We look like aliens to these unicorn chasers And go against the grain in this reborn matrix and embrace the outcast placement fact check it we don't follow status quo half of those standards ain't even made for the average joe every role we take is the scene welcome to the wonderful world of a creative the art of genius the way we think is the way we speak is we represent What's up, everyone? You're listening to The Art of Genius. This is William Woods. Um, I got a nice topic for you all today. Uh, I want to start off with a question, though. Which is more powerful, the sword or his wielder? The basketball player or his gym shoes? The designer or the computer that he uses? The musician and whatever instrument they choose to create with. The reason I want to start off with this topic and stuff is because this has been a topic that has always tickled me throughout my um, professional career and just just as my life in, throughout my life as an artist and stuff. It's always been a popularity contest, to say the least, when I interact with other designers or other creative people or other um, um, players of, of the same sport. They always think their equipment is better or you're not doing it right unless you're using whatever equipment they're using or they may even be bamboozled enough to think that if you're not using the same equipment that professionals in the industry with billions of dollars and budgets and stuff put behind them if you're not using the same equipment that they're using then you're not doing it professionally well let me share something with you the most accomplished professionals in history had to and here's another one of our um past topics are uh, rearing his head again they had to start somewhere now i remember say about nine years ago or whatever when i uh, when i created a blog with the same name called the art of genius of course um it was done on wordpress i remember when i had a an article that i wrote um and it was purely from a designer and a creative professional standpoint that um i, I wrote an article under the same title the sword or his wielder and it was specifically aimed at people who, when it comes down to it, they think about the equipment that the person uses versus the creativity that they deal with. Well, here's one of those things that um, if I point back to an earlier episode, once again, when I was talking about starting somewhere, here's something that all creatives and all people who want to go further, they have in common and it has absolutely nothing to do with the equipment that they're using it has everything to do with the brain that you're using yes we all have brains how we create using the right side of our brains 
the things has nothing to do with what equipment you're using because the idea has to start somewhere but before i start preaching this stuff too much because i really don't want to come off preachy on this but this is a topic that like i said to say the least it always tickled me when i heard it because it was always from either a detractor or a hater or someone that couldn't just accept the fact in their own ego that someone was doing the same thing that they was doing possibly even better but not using the same equipment well let's start off let's go back years ago let's go back to college i remember when in my classes in my design classes and stuff it was always that that discussion of whether or not macintosh was better than windows or pc or however way you want to refer to it so it was always the myth that um if you do something on one computer you won't be able to open it up on the other well i remember when I used to get in my, uh, my, especially my Adobe classes and stuff, and I would start an assignment at the school where we worked on Macintosh, and then take it home where I had a Windows computer, um, and come back nine times out of ten with the assignment finished early or done quicker than the rest of the class, and come back with different examples of it. There would always be that person in the class or a group of people in the class that they say, "Man, you did that on what computer?" And I would say, well, I did at home on my, I can't remember, I think we had a, a gateway or something like that. Yes, I'm definitely dating myself. We had a gateway computer, stuff my mother got it and, and let me put my design software on it. And one thing about my mother, she always wanted to uh, learn more about it as she saw me learning and I was always flattered by that. But I would always say I did it on my gateway computer and stuff at home. Oh, you design on Windows? Oh, that's not even possible. Now, mind you, this is between 97 and 99 little did i know that that was going to end up becoming like a common theme in my interaction with other creatives and stuff it almost took me back to not almost it definitely did it took me back to high school where if you wore reeboks there was always somebody with nike to try to make it seem like their gym shoes was better than yours or if you had on adidas it was always somebody with jordans that tried to act like their shoes was better than yours or if you had on a um a Russell athletic jacket that was a pullover and somebody had a starter pullover they acted like their starter pullover was better than yours I mean yes the shit was stupid but fact of the matter is there was always that comparison I just did not know that it came down to creativity and my um my my life as a professional a creative professional and stuff until starting in college now that's the earliest recollection of it second time had to be when i was starting to delve into music which i was telling you all about and stuff when i was starting to label and trying to and, and putting my own uh, songs and music and stuff like that out i started off not knowing much about it you know all i knew was that i had the ambition to want to try want to learn something new expand my creativity expand my range as an artist to another area and things and the closest bits of research that i had was either the people that was closest to me or the class that i was in so i just knew i wanted to try it well, the more I got into wanting to build my own home studio setup, and this was back in, what, 99, 2000, so on and so forth. Of course, the professional music game hadn't went fully digital yet. If it did, then it was because the person who owned the studio had the money to invest in a big, huge four or $5,000 computer, or probably less than that, but I'm just basically paraphrasing. Um, but... You had to spend a lot of money in order to get a computer powerful enough to do it. Well, call it foresight or call it genius, <laughs> the art of genius. But I had the sight to say, okay, instead of me giving my money to 
a studio over and over and over again to go and record for like an hour or uh, um, 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 two hours. I could take about three, four hours worth of a studio session and go and buy my own computer. And then each week that I got paid, invest in a different piece of equipment. Now, mind you, like I said, this was this was back in 99. Now, of course, the people I would do music with. Uh, nah, you won't be able to do that. You got to have a whole studio with a big 24 track board and an NPC and you got to have all this other stuff and things like that. Now, mind you, back in 99, they um, the NPC was a huge piece of equipment among people that wanted to get involved and have their music sound just like what was in hip hop. Okay, cool. In design. When we were in school, everyone used Macintosh computers because that's what the school had. And that's what nine times out of ten you would have been working with when you graduated. When I graduated in 99, my first job, that's all, my first professional job, we'll say, um, <clears throat> full time, we had Macintosh computers that we worked on. But I, before that, years before that, I had worked as part time designer and things like that for places that had Windows computers. So I've always had the best of both worlds. But let's get back to the story. When I was doing music and things, I remember that when I first started. And it amazed me because some of the naysayers and stuff were people that you would have thought would have been like closer and more supportive. But because their friends had certain pieces of equipment and I didn't. Hey, I had rent and a car note and all this stuff like that. I was not going to go and blow two three thousand dollars on a on an mpc and stuff knowing i had to keep the roof over my head and the lights and the lights on and i was just moving out on my own and stuff back in 2000 i wasn't about to do that so everything that i was doing the most opposition came from the people that was closest to me back as far as telling me now nah, you won't be able to do that now nah, you won't be able to do that little did they know you're dealing with a genius now this is one of those situations i'm going to be arrogant enough to call myself a genius you're dealing with a genius here if I come up with the idea, you can trust that I'm doing the research and I'm trying to find a way to get it done, just like this podcast. One of the reasons why I didn't mention it a lot to the people that was closest to me because I didn't want anyone to tell me, well, you're going to need to have this in order to do that. You're going to have to go and buy this um, membership over here in order to do that. You're going to have to go and record 10,000 episodes and select through those and then um, pick the best hundred. You know, ridiculousness that people sit up and tell you. But like I said, I want to get off topic again, but I can't help it. This is a topic that, like I said, has tickled the hell out of me ever since I became a, a professional and started to um, pursue being a professional designer. Well, as a musician, I remember my now wife, and she remembers this story because it, uh, you know, it kind of gives an idea of, of the things that we used to kind of take advantage of in order to get pieces of equipment and stuff. Now, not, not any craziness and stuff, but I remember my very first computer we got from a place called Micro Center. And she told me about how you can get a computer if you sign up for the MSNBC or, or the Microsoft. Yeah, if you sign up for the Microsoft Internet service for a year, they give you a computer for $100. Now, me, I'm thinking like, okay, well, man. So I went and checked it out. She got herself one. And then thank, thank, thank you to her, she got me one. Had to be the, at that time, the, the smartest $100 that had ever been spent in my life. I don't know if she called it a pre-graduation gift or whatever it was, but ended up getting my very first computer, which was, uh, I, I forget the name of it, but it was a Windows-based computer. Um, 
it was pretty cool for the time and stuff and, and and all that stuff i put it i put it in my room before i moved out and all of that and then i started collecting uh, music software and stuff to go on it and i learned a lot about computers from that computer but i remember when i shared the idea is the difference between being 20 and being 40. No, 22 matter of fact to be exact 22 versus 42 that's exactly how far back this goes the difference between when I got my computer and I told my people that I was recording music with at that time and we was going to studios that this was what my plan was first thing they said was if you don't do it on a Macintosh you can't do it that I'm gonna prove you wrong in that situation which I eventually did then I said well instead of me going out and buying a, a um, MPC and spending all this unnecessary money and I had just got out on my own I barely had my car for a year and I was getting used to paying a car note and paying for food and all this other stuff they said well, if you don't have an MPC you won't be able to do it I said well I'm pretty sure that the computer every studio that I've been to the computer is the central or the nucleus of everything that's being produced there even if you go to a studio and you have a 24, 32 track board or a 96 track, 100 track board, that board plugs into what? A computer. If you have an MPC, that MPC plugs into a board, which plugs into what? A computer. I look at it like if you have a microphone, a microphone plugs into a sound card, that sound card is hooked up to what? A computer. So what I did was cut out all of the middlemen and for my budget at the time, use this computer that my wife uh, ended up getting me a brand new computer and stuff just to sign up for the Microsoft service and that was when I learned that was one of my first um, first lessons in invest in yourself and start somewhere now I'm gonna cut straight to the chase and stuff because I don't want this to be a super long episode on this topic plus I have to leave room for sequels and and, and referring back to this topic like I'm doing other episodes but let me tell you over the first year and a half that I had that computer matter of fact let's call it two years by the time I got to 2001 I was starting to pretty much produce and make my own music and things like that starting with the same computer that I got for a hundred dollars which if you look at the, the dollar value on it and stuff back at that time it was like a four or five hundred dollar computer but you end up getting it for a hundred dollars um, if you sign up for the MSNBC service cool so after spending a year collecting software, practicing with um, production, putting my design software on there so it ended up being a multi-purpose computer and things like that. Um, it became an in-home production station. Wouldn't you, would, wouldn't it, let's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my words because the irony that I'm about to point out to you all still sticks with me 20 years later. Would you believe the same people who told me that my sword that I was choosing to wield wasn't good enough? They all ended up wanting me to record, produce, create from the same setup that they told me a year before wouldn't work. One of my first Um, one of my first lessons in your haters or detractors end up being your biggest motivators. 
That mentality, 20 years later, has stuck with me to this day. I told you all in the previous episodes that when I record my podcast, I don't go to a studio outside of my house. Everything is in the house. I, when I, when I um, create, I don't go in and, and sneak and do things at work and all of that stuff like that. No, I have a whole setup at home and stuff. My man cave is now anything but because of all of the investment and the equipment and stuff that I've been doing for the past 20 years and then some. Had I listened to those people that told me that it wouldn't work, I probably wouldn't even be talking to you all right now. I definitely wouldn't have the kind of career and stuff that I had where um, even when I wasn't working somewhere, I can just come right home and practice on my craft, whatever craft it was that I was working on. I wouldn't be able to do any of that. I wouldn't even have this message, which is more powerful, the sword or his wielder. Well, let's talk about some other areas and stuff where, you know, I could tell you I've interacted with, but I know for a fact that you have also. Have you ever come into contact with that person that thinks that if you don't have the same car as them, you know, your car isn't nice, which is not that's not important in the first doggone place. But yes, it's people that's really superficial like that. The sword or his wielder. Let's call it what it is. Have you ever had one of those situations where people tell you if you didn't buy something brand new off the rack and stuff that you can't uh, that you can't flex with it? Well, flexing is sucker stuff for me anyway. So let's call it what it is. The sword or his wielder. I won't even ask you the question. I'm just going to say I, I'll just run it down. Um, my health and fitness regimen has me playing basketball like three, four times a week and stuff. I've seen people get crossed over and dunked on in Jordans. And it's hilarious to me because especially when that person comes out there like their Jordans or or their Nikes or whatever it is that's supposed to be top of the line somehow improves their their uh, abilities on the court. I've seen people that when they have a, a, a Canon versus a Nikon or or um, whatever type of camera it is and they gloat like their camera is so much better. And then you ask to see that photography and stuff and it still sucks. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, you know. The sword or his wielder. I've seen situations where a person can have three or four Macintosh computers at home and still don't know how to design or create to save their life. Trust me when I tell you people. It has nothing to do with the price tag or the equipment that you use. The sword is not more powerful than the wielder. The wielder is the one that knows how to manipulate whatever type of equipment that they're using. Throughout my career, and yes, I'm going to call it what it is. I'm going to name a few things. I'm going to put a few things out there, and it's going to tell you exactly the type of person that I am as far as how I make my budget, but at the same time, how I, and here's another past, past reference, how I use what I have access to to get the results that I want. Well, at work, I use Macintosh computers all day. Macintosh and Adobe software all day. But when I get home, nothing but Windows stuff. It's some days and stuff where I'll take my Windows, my HP laptop up to work and put some things on, um, on, um, on my, do some things on my Windows based laptop because I have certain fonts on there and stuff that I like. And then I'll take it and transfer it over to a Macintosh computer. Now, of course, the technological super saint is listening that saying, no, that's not possible. Well, you obviously don't, don't know that much about how to convert fonts you don't know much about how to change um, um, vectors into rasters or even change fonts into images and stuff so that way you don't have to worry about the cross-platform thing so sit down somewhere that's one another thing i'm a person that 
I'm a professional photographer that, have been, that has been doing my um, my had my own practice from home for the last five plus years. But I've been shooting and stuff for my jobs and, and things for the last 10, 12, say 13 years to be exact. I personally prefer Nikon. Now, I'm not one of those people that I put my Nikon up against your Canon and say, well, my camera is better than yours. How come you don't come over to here? Because I've seen people that have two, three thousand dollar Nikons and their work still sucks. You know, but one thing that still tickles me is when I come into contact, when I when I do photography events and stuff and I come into contact with that person that says, man, you using Nikon, man, the pictures don't come out the same. And then they show me their website and I'm and I'm 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 this person. I'm that person that while you're you're gloating on your equipment that you're using, I'm looking at the quality that your end result comes out with. The very second your picture doesn't look like it's been edited right, or it looks like you put too much Photoshop in it, or it looks like you don't know much about lighting, and it looks like you don't know that much about just ending a, 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 achieving an overall um, professional end result, I don't look at your work for that long. It's just calling it what it is. I mean, I, I, I've, I've, I've never had a good interaction with people who brag and people who compare and people who say that they're their work or their equipment or their clothes or their car or their whatever is better than mine just because it doesn't have the same label. I'm one of those where I'll have a professional end result and I won't even tell you what I did it with. And it's not until you get close to me that you say, oh man, you did a handy cam with that and you was able to make it look like a, a Hollywood movie. How, do you, how did you do that? because I know how to go through and change the settings and stuff so it mimics a Hollywood quality and I know how to use professional grade software in order to take footage that you can even get from a cell phone and stuff and turn it into a professional end result. See, it's not the, it's not the sword, it's the wielder, you know? Um, what's another one? What's um, one more? I need to end off with one more. We talked about computers, we talked about um, um, music equipment, we talked about all of that stuff and it comes down to it. Oh, oh, I can't be an artist and talk about this topic without bringing up and I'm gonna go all the way back to high school with this one I can't help it I'm sorry I gotta put this out there I gotta exercise some demons and stuff high school and grammar school had to had to be the, the, the stomping grounds for what introduced me to creative competition now some of it was healthy it's a lot of my friends and stuff out there that I'm still friends with to this day and stuff where um we had healthy competition. They'd draw something and then show it to me and then we'd, we'd go back and forth and stuff and at the lunch table or in art class and stuff, we'd go back and forth with it. Then there was always that arrogant person that nine times out of 10, they would always compare their work to yours and they say yours sucked. And then you ask them to show them something of uh, theirs and they show you something and the proportion is all off and all of that. And then they'll say, well, what kind of markers did you use? Does it matter? I mean, and then you say, what kind of markers did they use? And they say, oh, man, I found these Crayolas at the dollar store. Psh, conversation over with, you know, because remember on my previous episode, Star Somewhere, where I talked about how I would go to um, my mother would take me to work with her and she would sit me with the commercial artist at that time. And he would give me a bag of Prismacolors. That means back in grammar school, I was using Prismacolors on my um, on my assignments. I'm not the one that was even bragging about using Prismacolors. It's when the person said they use Crayola markers and stuff that I would break out my bag of markers, sit it on the table. And I say, well, you ever use those? 
man, where you get those, man? Those like $100 a $100 a bundle. Oh, I got them from the place my mother worked at and stuff. The dude, dude who, uh, who was the designer gave them to me. Conversation over with. Case in point, number two. Stop starting stuff with people because you don't know what it is that they're using. As a creative professional, as a basketball player, as a designer, as a sports player of any type and stuff. It's just like saying that someone from Bel Air can't, can't, uh, can't play as good as you because you come from the slum or vice versa. It's like saying because your gym that you got to play in is better than the person who, who um, may come from a disenfranchised area and stuff like that, that you play better than them because you play at an upscale lifetime fitness versus this person that plays it on the neighborhood blacktop. I've seen plenty of people get dunked on. Plenty of people get crossed over. Many people get sat on their ass by somebody who they least expected them to do it because they looked at them and they said, oh, this person doesn't have the same kind of gym shoes on I have. They don't have the same kind of outfit on I have. They don't have as many handles as I have and stuff like that. And then they underestimate people. One thing that I love about how I look at creativity and the genius that I try to use with it and stuff is that I don't underestimate anyone. One of the reasons why I think that I've been able to, to sustain in this field for so long is because instead of judging what other people use and comparing mine to theirs and saying mine is better or feeling threatened by what they use. If someone knows something that I don't, I like to get next to them so that way we can trade secrets with each other. I think that's the reason why I sustained in the classroom for so long and stuff, because I love sharing my secrets with my own um, with anyone who is willing to listen. I love to share my um my economic choices for for people who were in college and barely able to pay for it but they wanted to get a computer so instead of going and getting the macintosh that everyone in their class the privileged people in their class was talking about getting i say you know what you can get that same professional end result and go and get this three or four hundred dollar laptop and stuff that has all the same specs it's just made by a different company you just have to be able to withstand the people that are coming at you saying if you don't use a macintosh you're not doing it right I want to end off with a little um, a little bit of humor that's going to tell you how I'm going to treat the rest of this uh, the rest of the existence of this podcast. Not just this episode, but just this podcast and my video, my video series and stuff in general. What do sports. Religion and politics all have in common. And if you want to add fitness to that. So what does sports, religion, fitness and politics all have in common. You guessed it yet? I tell you. All of those areas, they always have someone who's going to tell you that you're not doing it right. Don't listen to them. Protect your genius. That's going to be an episode in itself. Invest in your genius. And remember, the sword is never more powerful than its wielder. You all have a good one. This is William Woods. You've been listening to The Art of Genius. Um, I have some really good stuff cooking up and stuff. We have another video episode coming up soon and stuff. But feel free to follow me on social media. You just look up William Woods for now and stuff because I'm um, creating everything and stuff. And this is this is it's, it's building more and more and more and more each week. So each time I see my analytics and I see my stats and stuff, I get motivated to do something else. But remember, the sword is never more powerful than its wielder. All right, you all have a good one, okay? Yeah.
It's time to speak for the unheard, sum it up in one word. Us fitting in with society is absurd, downright ludicrous. Some of us meant to be rebellious, the rest of us smarter than what they tell us. I'm too cheap to purchase what the majority's selling. And too deep to downplay what's in my cerebellum like I did as a youngster. Just for the sake of keeping friends, now look what I become the antithesis of what they front for. Post a child of the courage that you were supposed to. Demonstrate when you're faced with a grown up choice. Sink or swim, follow the crowd or listen to the beat within Be a leader or a push shuffler We stand against these ignorant plans and structure Enough of the false narrative, it's time to get focused You get in game from one of the coaches, you're welcome The way we think is The way we speak is We representing You are witnessing Watching or listening to the Heart of Genius is a Woods Media Group production. Musical supervision is by Imperial for Underground Railroad Entertainment. Be sure to check us out on YouTube and on popular social media. And that web address, in case you was wondering, is www.designbywwoods.com. Once again, www.designbywwoods.com.